Welcome to Under the Blanket. This is your host, Baba Love, and we are under Maraji's blanket yet again in his heart where we see all is one. And today, today's topic is, you know, everybody's favorite topic, love. Love, love, love. Every song, every movie, you name it, it's all about love and what is love and love, love, love. Every religion touches on it. And no one seems to understand what it is. Anyway, so uh, it's interesting. I'll start us off like this. Ram Das on a Skype session, and he's uh, one of the devotees of Neem Pro Baba, the guru, the blanket guy. And, uh, you know, he gave me a name, Loving Awareness, you know, which is, reminds me, a spiritual name. And he reminds me that there is this place inside us all where we love everything, where we love it all, you know, in a sense of appreciation, acceptance, and that sort of universal love. But they're all sorts of love. The Greek had the Greeks had six types of love, and they're all ways to look at love. It's not just a spiritual thing, but we'll relate it to spirituality. Anyway, I have Sister Steph on, and she is going to talk a little bit about the love languages. So, Steph, take it away. What the hell are the love languages? All right, so if you guys are not aware, there is a man named Gary Chapman who has created this wonderful book about the five love languages that has been used around the world. And so this is not my this is not my thing. It's just I'm just sharing his information here. Anyway. So we have five love languages. Very exciting. Okay, so the first one is words of affirmation. What do you think that means? When you tell someone uh, you're beautiful or you tell someone they're a goddess or that you love them or you write them a poem. Yes, so giving verbal affirmations to a person and that makes them feel loved and if that's their love language then yes they're gonna feel really great about that right so like let's say you have a partner that is this is their first love language because everyone has a dominant love language so let's say your love language is dominant in words of affirmation what are you gonna want to hear I love you 24-7. I also want to hear I'm beautiful, and I also want to hear I'm perfect, uh, like at yes, least 20 million yes. times a day, constantly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So very simple. Like, just tell that person, even if you're not feeling it, like, they just need to hear it. What if, you're, what if you don't mean it? Well, then that's just, well, that's not good. Oh. 
All right. So let's move on. Tell us another love language. Okay. So next is acts of service. So that's someone that shows their love by doing things for other people. Like someone, uh, I could think of an example. Like if you're about to do the do, you set up all these roses, like rose petals. Mm -hmm. You light a candle. You make mm-hmm. your house all clean. In my case, mm-hmm. I uh, light a candle in my messy hippie pad, you know. <laughs> yeah, or you just have to, like, you know, like, just do something to show that person that, like, for example, I was on a date recently, and I had told this person that I didn't have any sand toys for my children. And she, like, went out to, like, Walmart, and she was, like, looking for sand toys for me. Like, that act of service, right? That's beautiful. Yeah. So, you gotta, like, that's just, like, you know, someone, like, doing something to show that they care about you. What if the person's broke? How do they do that? Could they wash the dishes or, like, uh, yeah. is sexuality an act of service? Like, you know, eating pussy for about three hours? Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> All right. So we get the point. Okay. Acts of service. Like, you know, I know someone that happens to be in my family that his act of his, he shows his love through that. He'll build a cabinet or make a nice home or he's really good at that. You know him, I think. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a, it's a, it's about like doing something to make someone else like something that, you know, that they would appreciate that takes time well, people appreciate cunnilingus. Stop. All right, we'll move on from that sort of thing. Anyway, uh, keep going about the acts of service. We'll we'll skip over the sexuality because you know you probably like grew a, up Catholic like, I and think have a like lot of acts of service. Doesn't like it shouldn't sound sexual. It could be like very very um, PG. You know, like just like someone like no kids listen to my show. You putting something together helping you like do something in your house um mowing your lawn building you something making you a gift like what about getting someone flowers is that in this uh realm yes oh i've done it before though actually that might be more into gifts all right because uh, acts of service is more of like you have to like work for it if you pick the flower yourself, then it would be an act of service. If I see. You, so if the person ordered that that you were dating ordered it online, maybe it wouldn't it'd be a gift. But yet they they yeah. drove out to Walmart. That would be more an act of service. Right. As long as they're like doing something to make that gift happen, then yes, uh, it would be an act of service. So there, there's just some lines that blur in these love languages. Some could apply to Correct. two different ones then. Correct. Ah, interesting. Okay, so then we're going to move on to receiving gifts. So a gift doesn't have to be something that costs money. A gift can be something that's free like oh i saw this like pretty rock on the ground and i want to give it to no i got a rock from a chick i really got a rock from a chick uh and i keep, still have it i think there it is yeah it's a uh, a girl i dated for about three months gave me a rock and believe me it actually was awesome because she's into rocks and she knows i appreciate 
gifts and uh, she gave me a rock. Exactly. And it wasn't a crack rock. (laughs) 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 This is a comedy show, so forgive me. Anyway, go on. Okay, so if you want to receive a gift um, and that's your love language, then you need to, like, make that clear. So if you were a crackhead, a crack rock would be the ideal gift. Yeah. Yes, correct. Hmm. If I ever get into a crack house and become a prostitute, I will keep that in mind. Okay. All right, next we're going to move on to quality time. So this means spending time together. So you want to, if this is your love language, you want to spend time with this person. And that's like how you show that you care about them. Like, hey, I'm going to make time for you. Like, even though I'm busy, even though I got stuff going on, I'm going to go out of my way to come over or hang out with you or do whatever or like invite you out. Then that's quality time ah this is this is a good one to talk about because i was dating well not dating but i was talking i didn't get one date in person with these chicks but one chick she liked to be texted every once in a while so she didn't like she wanted sort of like less of that attention or whatever and this other chick she was upset when i didn't text her for like four hours you know so it's like so different to get to know what these chicks want and give them what they want and they'll never be satisfied no offense to women but, you know, it's just like, get, this is a really helpful thing. Go on. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you, like, let's say you start dating someone, you should send them this quiz and be like, what's your love language so I know? So I can, like, I don't want to speak, like, Chinese to you. I'm going to speak English to you. So, like, let's get on the same page. What do you like so I know what to give you? Oh, and that so you it's a good take- idea for those dating out there. Right. So you can take this quiz and you can find out your love language. You can find out your partner's love language and then you can get kind of on the same page and see what that person is into um, so that you can have a better, you know, like quality time, like like a better time together. What did say one person? has no job and the other person's busy all the time like a career woman like this one woman she was a career woman and she she and i had no i have lots of time i'm a spiritual advisor it takes up very little of my time and she actually told me i text too much and she did it in a nice way but uh we ended up talking about it and i realized and she realized that i was just her tantric booty call and yes it was sacred sexuality and it was tantra but it really was she wanted me on call specifically for tantra and she didn't like the whole any other aspect of a relationship but we didn't end up working out and i didn't get one date in person and it's probably due to i like that attention of texting so what would you say that your love language is then? well i was going to get to that because i did take the test when you got to that specific one okay so we have one more left what is it it's probably the one that i got then i think i what is it the touch right Physical touch. Yeah, that's definitely that. So go tell us about that, and I'll tell okay, you why so, I got that. So typically, men seem to scot like really, really, really like like high scores and physical touch, and that's because men are needy as fuck, and yes. so 
you know, like that's just like they just like tend to score high in physical. We touches, need to be like, held constantly like our mother held us. <laughs> it was all due to breastfeeding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so men typically tend to score high in this category. However, they have to listen to. Um, Yes, we need physical touch, but also what is like your secondary like love language? I don't remember my secondary. That's kind of pathetic, but I did score very high, probably the highest anyone's ever scored on the physical touch thing because it means the world to me. I'm a tantric sex yoga yeah, person. Yeah, but everybody, I, I'm sure every man would be like, oh, physical touch, that's my like favorite love language, blah, blah, blah. Duh. <laughs> Okay. Oh, don't like, dismiss us. You don't know what it's like to have all these permies always wanting to get out. Um, no, I don't understand that. But Well, jump in a man's body and you'll say, damn, it sucks to be horny 24-7 for 30 years of your fucking life. Well, how about you jump in a woman's body and be like, I gotta, like, make children and, like, be a housewife for the rest of my life. So. Yeah, so women definitely have it rougher. They have that period once a month, and, you know, they're second-class yeah. citizens, and they have to deal with the patriarchy, rape culture, and all kinds of stuff. So I definitely think women got it harder, but men, it sucks yeah, to be a man I, as I, well. Oh, I feel, I'm so sorry for you that you have <laughs> to be horny all the time. I'm so sorry. Oh, have sympathy for the devil. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I took that test. I was dating this woman, Anne, and uh, she right, actually wait, did wait, what wait, you said. Wait, wait, wait. What was your score? What was your score? The mo- highest score you could get on physical touch. I'm not I, ashamed I, like, of it. Oh my god, you're such a typical guy. Oh my god. I know. I really am. And you know, Anne. Oh, you I want like to tell the story. So let me tell the story. Let me tell the story. Every fucking guy that takes this test is like, oh, physical touch is my first love language. <laughs> well, let Every... me tell the story of how I took the test. So oh, it was on God. my first date, right? I uh, met Anne on Tinder and, uh, or not Tinder, it was uh, Bumble, you know, and we really hit it fast. I usually go for the women that are fast, the ones that take it slow. It never seems to work out because I'm impatient because I'm, again, horny. So, so anyway, I was talking with Anne, and uh, we really went fast. And she was wanted to have a date, and she drove all the way from Philly. I live in South Jersey. It was very far, an hour in traffic, because you know I'm worth it. And once these chicks realize I'm worth it, they want it, you know. And we go to the diner, and this is before COVID. Um, and we're talking, and she's already talking about death and stuff like that. You know, death. she's very obsessed with death, and I love that subject. So we're awesome, and we're talking about how great death is, and blah blah. blah. And then, and then we're talking about love languages, and we sit there <laughs> while we're talking in the diner. We both take the test, and it was fun, and we were looking at each other's responses. I think hers were gifts, and I was like, "Shit, I'm broke all the time. You know, how am I going to get her gifts? You know, whatever." You know? <laughs> But I did write her, she did, I wrote her poems, and that's a gift. It's a gift of a poem. Even though it is words, it is a gift because, ding, 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 I wrote it. So it is a yeah, gift. It's a gift and that got her going, I tell monetary. you. like, oh, Yeah. No, but anyway, I finished the story. So 
um, the physical touch with Anne was wonderful and it made me feel loved. And, you know, she was into the tantra thing and she actually said, I've never had anything like that. It was spiritual. I didn't know sex could be spiritual. So there's no way to advertise that on a dating website. How could you advertise that you're a good lover and you'll give them the best sex they ever had? I mean, they won't believe you, you know. So it's hard to advertise that. But once they feel the amazing uh, love of me in the physical way, they are believers, you know. And it didn't work out between me and Ann. And I really am kind of like struggle with regret about that because she said she was moving to Florida within a couple of months, maybe. Is and this I'm like, like is this so like wanting a long term. Like, is this like your therapy session? I thought I was like. Oh, just let me finish. So anyway, I was. <laughs> I was, uh, uh, I ended up breaking it off with her because she said she was going to move to Florida and I wanted a long-term thing. And I thought, you know, rip the Band-Aid off instead of the slow rip. And I do regret it because we would have had so many amazing times. She did move to Florida, but it was a year, almost like nine months later. I could have been getting late all the time. But instead, I jump her and I go back to my ex who doesn't even come to visit me, you know, but whatever. It's all part of the Guru's Leela and fate and destiny. And we, me and Ann still talk once in a while, chatting here and there. But I do, I did break her heart. And I want, if she is listening, I'm sorry again, Ann. I must apologize to her 20 million times. But, you know, it's not right to break up with someone just because they're moving, I don't think. Right? Yes. Yeah. She said, I, quote, I threw her under the bus. And she what? was perfect for me. She was kind. She was spiritual. She was nice. She drove me around. She paid for everything. She went out of our way to be kind and sweet, and we were madly in love, and it was just awesome. And I go and poop all over it. What's wrong with us men? You're a fucking caveman that only want physical touch. Mm, that, you know what? There is some truth to that, you know? you know. But, you know, women get horny, too. You know, let's not deny that. So uh, I understand that, but we also need more than that. That's true. And I and I even though this show is probably me making you seem like a pervert, I do appreciate the other love languages. And I am, you know, aware of all that kind of stuff. And that is important to me. Person, I and when I have physical touch, I have to be emotional about it. I'm one of those. We have to cry together lovers and that so, kind like, of what stuff. do you do? Like, what do you do for like quality time then? Oh, well, me, uh, it depends on which of my exes. I didn't have many much experience. I, I was with one chick for 14 years. So, uh, you know, I, I tried to do all that stuff. But it's difficult when you have a woman that's psychotic 25% of the time, you know, and that was the one I was with for 14 years. But she is sweet 75% of the time. So it was worth it, I guess, until it became not worth it, <laughs> you know. So let's relate this to spirituality before we go on, you know. So we've talked about these love languages, and all this stuff is not, from my perspective, is not love. It's, we need a new word for it. We need a new word like lower love or human love or whatever because it isn't love. Uh, my understanding, I, I, think, I think I would use the word needs. Yeah, that's so much better. The word love is so, like, listen to every love song it's not it's like i love. this is what i need i don't love it but i need it yes yeah, psychological needs would be a better term for it, i think than love yeah. language psychological need language you know yeah. because 
I think all these love songs, they're about mental illness, codependency, desire, attachment, addiction, delusion, ego. Because love, from my perspective, from the perspective of the blanket people that follow the blanket guru and most spiritual traditions, is a place inside our consciousness, beyond our ego, our sense of separation, where we go into this place and we discover this love that is complete joy, that is complete fulfillment. And we don't just love one person. We love the whole entire universe. And through that love, we merge into a spiritual reality of non-duality, of oneness, what Bob Marley called one love, one heart. And I think these two systems can work together. So you could, you could have the spiritual reality of true love, of unconditional love, of love as being here now. But you could also have the lower love, which is important too. Like Ramdas says, don't push away your humanity. Be divine and human. That's why I find these love languages useful. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you appreciate that I appreciate the love languages. You know, because I think psychology has its place. You know, if it does, you know, but psychology without spirituality, I think it's just rearranging the prison furniture. You know, you make you put a TV in your prison cell and you have a nice couch and you have a painting and all that kind of stuff, but you're not breaking out of prison. Spirituality is about breaking out of prison. So I think it's important to incorporate the two because spirituality, especially in the new age community, can be used to push away humanity as a form of just total denial of psychological, of human reality. Like uh, there's this great article about spiritual bypassing and spiritual gaslighting where people use spiritual concepts and spiritual terms to basically deny psychological human realities, which are a part of everything. So we have to acknowledge them. You know, for example, you know, a new agey person will say, well, you didn't manifest your destiny and that's why you're homeless. Sorry. You know, you should have made a vision board of not being homeless, you know. (laughs) Sorry. These people are like that. It's become rampant in the, the new age community <laughs> for these people to be in total denial. They're like light workers. They're like, I'm a light worker. I'm saving the world. I'm so, so special. Spirituality isn't about being special. That's ego. They just want to feel, they just want to decorate their ego <laughs> with crystals and flowers and sage and, you know. Sorry, that was funny. Yeah. So go on, tell us more about how to apply these love language in our relationships. Can they be applied to other relationships? So if you know your love language, if you know your partner's love language, that's going to help you in your relationship, obviously. So if you know your partner has a dominant love language of quality time, fucking spend time with them. If you know- What if you're always busy at work? So make time, and then that makes it more special. What if you want to go away and, like, be with strippers? What? You know what I mean. Like, guys have needs, too. What if you want to, like, you can't give this time to your lady or whatever because, you know, you're off with it. Like, I have a friend. I'm not going to name his name, and he wouldn't listen to the show, but he has a, a wife, and he sleeps with prostitutes every month. What? <laughs> yeah. I do and not I ask him how he does that. that, and he's like, I pay them to leave, he says. 
says. He he sees these women totally as objects. It's really really, and this guy is a nice, kind, sweet, nice man. But yet, when it comes to sex, it's object oh. lust. You know, it's terrible. No. It really is. I don't want to judge him, but it is pretty disgusting. You know. Uh, yeah, I'm judging. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to judge. If you listen, I'm gonna let you in a secret. You get a bunch of guys together. Oh my God! If I could just record it and play it to women, they'd be like, "What? Really? That guy talks like that when he's around a bunch of guys?" You know, it's just really, really bad. Well, they are excluded from this podcast. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm, I don't imagine any guys like that are listening or women. Uh, I do have mostly women listeners, so I hope any of that, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, like we don't want to hear about that shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's depressing. So, it is, but you know, uh, part of my whole shtick is, you know, popping the bubble bubbles of delusion. You know, we surround ourselves with these delusionary things, and it is painful when they pop or when the walls crumble. But it's worth it to get to that sweet spot inside. You know. Well, I'm not there yet, but let me know when you get there, and then we'll talk. Well, I know that ha- doing this podcast and talking with you. Sister Steph has been great. I feel very, we're reaching the end soon. I've been very, uh, I feel in love right now. I feel in love with the universe. Yeah, it's nice to to talk and like just explore love and relationships and all the shit that is relationships, which is like a shit show. Being single is very difficult in our 30s. Me and you are on the same page. We have to deal with this. It's not fun, but you know we're gonna figure it out, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, come up on the other side. Well, anyway, I want to ask you one question before we go. Um, have yeah. you ever had an experience of a spiritual kind of love in your life? Mm, no. Mm. Well, you know, that's okay, because at least you're aware that you have it, you know. No. You'll, you will one day. One day you will touch that place inside that is not, as it says in Be Here Now, a desperate flick of fulfillment, but a state of fulfillment. And it takes well, away all know, the that's something that I can look forward to, so. Exactly. You know, you can't rush it. You know, a lot of people are in denial about touching true love, but until you actually touch it, it's good to know that you haven't, you know, you probably, but I think you might've, you know, that's I want to end with this. Many people have had the experience of true love, but they dismiss it as going out of their mind. For example, Steph, you've probably been on a beach somewhere and for a half second, second, you're not thinking about anything. You're not uh, thinking about where the future or the past or what you're doing or who you are. You just have a little moment where you're just appreciating the ocean, the feeling of the breeze on your face, and all this kind of stuff. That, and you just feel just, ah. And, you, and then what happens is our mind wants to protect our ego. So you're just like, oh, I just went spacey. I just went out of my mind for a second. Oh, yeah, I got, I'm Steph. I'm Steph. You know, so you've had that experience. You don't realize it because it's scary. It's scary. Did you know? Uh, 25% of the American population have had that experience of a spiritual awakening of love, and they've said that they never want to have it again because it really is shocking to realize you are the entire universe. (laughs) 
Yeah. So anyway, Steph, sister Steph, thank you for doing the show. And I really appreciate, you know, you sharing this perspective. I think it's helpful to incorporate into spiritual awakening uh, psychology and human stuff. Yeah, we gotta gotta know about, like, how people love each other. It's important. Yeah, and I definitely uh, think it's a a good uh, way to, you know, help human behavior on a human level as far as this love. I do recommend... People check out this love language thing. Um, yeah, anyway, fivelovelanguages.org. So, you can take the test. All right. So I'm going to send us out with a song. All you need is love. Do, 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 do. All you need is love. Love. Love is all you need. This has been Baba Here Love with Under the Blanket. And I've had a great show with Sister Steph. And I want you all to do something for me. Remember. Be here now. All right. Love.